Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina Hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thank you for joining us for Session 21 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. I'm A.B. And today, we are all just going to take a deep breath and exhale and relax. Well, some of us are. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> oh, AB, buddy, how are you doing? Well, I'm going to keep it clean, but I am not happy. No? Not happy. Well, the first two games of the past four games, very happy, but the last two, not happy. Yeah, let's, let's, we're going to dissect this. We're going to spend this session dissecting all this. But before we do that, first things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings as a member of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure, if you haven't done so already, to download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN when doing so to score some bonus bets. Um, You might as well do it. If you're a sports fan, um, it doesn't matter that you live in North Carolina or wherever you guys are listening at. AB, you know, we've got listeners from, like, we're international now. Do you know that? That's right. And if you're feeling lucky in the holidays, why don't you, you know, test your luck? Yeah. Yeah, we've got listeners all over the U.S. Uh, I guess there's Kaniacs everywhere. Um, there, we got listeners in Finland, Denmark, Australia. Uh, we've had listeners in Brazil and India. I mean, I, I don't know where you guys are hiding out, but <laughs> <laughs> y'all are everywhere. But uh, we appreciate it either way. Um, but anyway, download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code THPN and score some bonus bets. We are also partnered with SeatGeek as we've told you many a times if you've listened to us for any amount of time first time ticket buyers can use promo code caniac sessions that's one word no space between caniac and sessions and score twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase it helps us it helps yep. you uh and it helps seat geek so take Hol- advantage holiday, of all holiday holiday that. gifts that's right AB. right maybe on sale tell them maybe go buy them use our promo code Y'all listen to him. The man knows what he's talking about. Maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, so A B, it's been a it's been a kind of a roller coaster as a as a Canes fan. Uh we come back from Canada. Well, after a after a quick stop in Detroit, uh, we come mm-hmm. back home after trying to put that road trip behind us we get back on a back-to-back against nashville um we drop in overtime to nashville six five um and we'll get more into this but you know just just a heartbreaker even you know the storylines that developed after the game just such a doom and gloom over that game um yep up and down seesaw yeah, but but the Canes were able to 
uh, close out their road trip with two wins in Ottawa and Detroit. Uh, and then they came back on the back-to-back to that Nashville game with an overtime loss. And then last night, as of recording, uh, a 2-1 shutout loss to the Washington Crap- uh, Capitals. Excuse well, me. Yeah, you got the first part right. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, yeah, those two losses, those, these two overtime losses, you know, they sting, you know, because you, you just let two points fly away. But, you know, we are on a four-game ro- uh, four game point streak, A.B. We've gotten right. points in four games. And, and you know, those overtime losses, you know, that could be the difference at the end of the season between the playoffs and not the playoffs for a lot of teams. So, I mean, you know, getting to overtime is important. You know, that second point's nice, but, you know, those one points add up, those, those singular points add up. Yep, so. 100%. I mean, it, it, last night, and especially the two games that we lost, especially with Nashville in overtime 35 seconds in, and the shootout loss against Washington, you could have easily won those games. Just crucial mistakes that ended up being goals. It's frustrating, yeah. and we'll go into the goaltenders in a little bit. But you know, you just you got to be better, and the points matter, especially right now. We're a quarter of the way through the season. You know, it's not halfway through the third. season, but. A third? Yeah, we're at 31 games right now. You, you have to win games, especially in the division. Yeah. Yeah, those overtime, I mean, you know, that Nashville overtime, you know, it is what it is. That, that You know, just Ronta was just in shambles. He was a mess that night, and, you know, I hate it for him. But, you know, that's why that overtime ended so quick. They got, you know, they got the puck, and Horvat buries it. I mean, just. I don't know. We'll get to it, but you know, and then this this overtime last night against Did you say Horvat or Forsberg. What I say? Oh, I you said Horvat. Yeah, I did say Horvat. My bad. I was thinking of the Islanders' overtime that they. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Islanders. Right, right, right. You're right. It, it was Forsberg. Both um, of them sting, but Forsberg. I had in my notes. I was looking at my notes right here when where we talked about the Horvat overtime goal um, <laughs> last. Was it? Two weeks ago, uh, but anyway, so yeah, Forsberg buries the puck, um, and then that that overtime last night against Washington, like that, just dumb. Oh I mean, God. you know, we got the puck, and you know, I didn't think it was a bad shot, but um, you know, it's all about possession. And then you know, once Washington got possession, they. I don't even know if they took a shot or I actually did take a shot. And then Brady Shea picked it off the goal line to save a goal. But other than that, they were just circling back in their zone. Yeah. It was just awful. And then we get to the shootout and, and that was what it was. I don't know. Kuznetsov, whenever he goes into a shootout, I think they did it on purpose because Kuznetsov, Looks like you're playing a video game, and his controller disconnects and just <laughs> sits there, just and, picks and, apart the goalie, and yeah, and that it, and Darcy it, Kemper is automatic on sh- shootouts. Yeah, it, it, it was super frustrating, and I don't know, I, just to keep it away from the offensive zone the whole time. I was kind of like, well, maybe you could think about you know, like 
if you're not progressing the puck, you know, maybe, you know, blow it dead or something like that because, gosh, it felt like for four minutes and 45 seconds, Washington was just behind the blue line. So, yeah, I don't know. But you ever yeah. see you ever see the movie? I think it was what? Uh, is it Big Daddy with Adam Sandler? Yeah, you know how they you know how they go yeah. to the park. They go to the park and <laughs> and there's guys on like rollerblades skating down the hill or whatever, and they <laughs> and they take the, about. they take the sticks and they like throw, or, or is it, maybe it's a bicycle. They're coming down. They're they're biking down the hill and they take the 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 sticks and they throw it mm-hmm. into their spokes or whatever. Or is it rollerblades? It might have been rollerblades. Anyway, can't remember. When, but whenever if you're I see under, you need to watch that movie. But go ahead. Yeah. Whenever I see Kuznetsov doing his stupid little shootout, little tiptoe into the, you know, the slot or whatever, I think of that movie and just I want to take a stick and I want to throw it in his blades and just watch him eat ice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I feel better. I had to get that off my chest. Yep. <laughs> anyway. um, You know what? Just Just while we're talking about it. I mean, we might as well just take a take a break right here and talk about it. Okay. What do you think about the NHL overtime? Just should I mean I know they they've been talking about changes. I mean, there's been ch- talk of changes to the NHL overtime in the future. I think they I don't know if they talked about it at like the um, GM meetings or, or or whatever. But you know, what do you think? What do you think they should change it up? Should there be a shot clock or maybe like a an over and back rule like in basketball or um, I was listening to Adam Gold's pod last night. Yep. Front of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he said, I don't remember who it was that he was referencing, but somebody said that came up with the idea that like you start at four on four in overtime and then every two minutes you remove a player from each team. Mm-hmm. So like okay. start four and four and then two minutes later it would go to three on three and then two minutes later it go two V two all the way down to one-on-one if you needed it to until you get a winner. At that point, somebody's going to win. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't go past two-on-two. Maybe it just stays at two-on-two. But that almost guarantees a winner. And then you just yeah. do away with the shootout altogether. What mm-hmm. do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's no coincidence that, especially in the playoffs, that in the playoffs there's no three-on-three. It's five-on-five no. five until somebody scored us. And I kind of like the aspect of the game shootouts are fun, but, you know, I, I'd much rather them be for penalty shots because it's just, you know, I would much rather have somebody fight hard for a goal than, you know, it be determined from a one-on-one because I, I don't know. But I think it should be five-on-five just like the playoffs, but not a 20-minute period like in the playoffs. I I think it should be five minutes and, hmm. you know, just keep going from there. I I just, I just don't like the three-on-three aspect. So if they're still, if they're still tied after the five minutes of five-on-five, do you just, do you just call it a tie and, and, and call it a night or what happens? Well, we're not playing soccer. So I think you just keep going. Just keep going past five yep. minutes, five just on five. Keep, keep going. Yep. 
And well, what I, do you? But I mean, you know, if it's five, if it's five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, I mean, it doesn't matter. But I, I just love how in playoff hockey, there's obviously a different sense of urgency, but it's a lot more competitive when it's in overtime mm. for a five on five. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't. I just think back to the playoffs when we had the four overtime game in the Eastern Conference Final game Good one. Lord. Um, could, I mean, I don't know. These teams already play 82 games a season plus playoffs for, you know, teams that make the playoffs. Then you're talking about schedules where they're playing four games and seven nights and back-to-backs and travel. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that would work. Um, Cause a man, I mean, we're talking some long games could, could. Occur. I just think the shootout delays the outcome of the game. Yeah. I don't That's like the shootout. Opinion. I don't like the I shootout. I think it's cool in some aspects, but I'd much rather it be like a rare occasion, like a penalty shot where it's like the suspense is like really on the line compared to, you know, yeah. oh, we lost an overtime. We still get a point, but. Well, hear me out. Uh, we got to go to a shootout. Hear me out here. Okay. What if, what if we play three on three for 10 minutes? Okay. And if, the, if a winner is not determined. Okay. Then the team with the most shots on goal during regulation is granted the second point. I think that's stupid. Why? I, I that just doesn't make sense. Why you get rewarded for hard work? Shots okay. on net. Well, I mean, did you put did you put it in the back of the net? Well, no, but I'm exactly. I mean, see, but look, but look. You get teams like Carolina that put 40, 45 shots on net night in, night out. And that's, that's from the blue line. And Well, some of it is, but it's still offensive zone possession. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's realistic. Okay. Just a thought. We don't disagree uh, a lot, but, you know, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Well, I think your opinion's trash. Well, I think yours is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. Anyway, I don't know what the answer is, but something's got to be done because that's uh, that overtime last night and the way Washington did that was just awful. And absolutely, delay a game should have probably been called if yeah, if it was changed. I like and I like the idea of having an over and back. Like yeah, you know if you know if you cross the the center ice, you know, and the puck goes back beyond center ice, then guess what? It's you could either have a face off or you could just. Say it's a turnover. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's like in basketball, backcourt violation. Right, right, like you right. You can't stand in the backcourt for, gosh, I, is it eight seconds or ten? I think it's eight seconds. So uh, that's kind of what it is. If you don't enter the offensive zone, then, you know, I, I understand, you know, resetting if everything like that. But with Washington, they resetted, gosh, 20 times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Quote unquote reset it. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Something's got to be done though, because that can't occur. That can't be allowed. That was awful. They did not earn any new hockey fans in that overtime period, that's for sure. Yep. Get uh, your heart attack too when you're in overtime. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on, A B. Um, just recap some team news uh that's transpired over the past week or so uh, and i'm pretty sure most 
people, unless you just don't really follow the team and you're kind of just listening to this to get caught up on news. Yeah. But Auntie Ranta, after the Nashville game, where, you know, say what you want, anybody can say what they want, but, you know, that game, Carolina should have won that game. Yeah. Carolina should have won that game. But I think Ranta gave up four. I mean, you could say four, possibly five goals that he should have been able to stop. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, you know, whether or whether or not you think that's the same for their goalie, Lankinen, that's probably the case too. He probably had some that he wants back. But mm-hmm. either way, Carolina should have won that game in regulation. 100%. Um, and, you know, poor Ranta. They said after the game that he was in a locker room and he just kind of sat there in his gear staring at the floor after um, you Good. Know, when the media was arriving in. Good. <laughs> good wow i uh terrible well i understand that but you still feel for the person yeah 100 uh, percent. but you know i anyway um so you know if you listen to session 20 we talked about it we talked about goaltending and how we thought that this team needed to figure out goaltending whether it was through a trade free agency whatever it was and you know, that's still the case, A.B. Um, but you can see that the team realizes this. Mm-hmm. So, Auntie Ranta was placed on waivers. Uh, I believe it was the morning after the that after. game. Yeah. Morning after, we, we find out about mid-morning that he was placed on waivers. And... 24 hours later, it was announced that he cleared waivers. And then very shortly after he cleared waivers, uh, we saw that he was assigned to the Chicago Wolves in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that Ronta would never agree to going down and playing games in the AHL. But we ended up finding out that he agreed to it. Um, so I think I think that's just great. I think that shows that he is committed to regaining his form. Mm-hmm. I think it also shows that Waddell is kind of not messing around anymore. It's to the point where, you know, this team looked so good on paper, and ever since Freddie went down, we just haven't looked the same. And it's a wake-up call to the guys that, you know, and Rod said it best, you know, if you're a defensive player or offensive player, especially with Orloff um, in the first part of the season, you could kind of tell that he wasn't himself, but, you know, was kind of covered up. But when you're a goaltender, I mean, it's you. All the focus is on you. And I felt that Ronta hasn't made great saves and has been a shell of himself and yeah this year he's six five and one three point six one goals against point eight five four save percentage and the day after he got put on waivers uh yana perez was called up from the echl Mm -hmm. and last night by the time of recording which was Last night's game against the Capitals was December 17th. Peretz was the backup. 
so he Ronta clear waivers. You know, he's back in the um, AHL with the Chicago Wolves, believe it or not. And he has said that he knows that he can be better and he hopes to get back to that form. But, you know, the way Don handled it, I think, was, you know, really great. I think it was shocking to all Canes fans because I don't think anybody expected that to happen. I think we expected a trade to happen before anything. So, and in my opinion, I thought that Ronta was going to pick going to get picked up by somebody. So, you know, it's, you know, we've heard good news on the other goalie front. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, nobody is, it feels like nobody is safe for this team. If you're not performing well, especially inconsistently, and I'll talk about somebody that I think is not performing consistently. So it's a wake up call and, you know, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So like you said, Yanni Peretz was called up from the ETHL to back up Kochetkov last night uh, while Ronta was going through the waivers process. Um, and then today, this morning, we find out that Arendelle has been signed to a professional tryout uh, with, her, with, <laughs> with, the, with the Hurricanes. Uh, Arendelle is a um, spent a lot of time in the AHL and the minors. He's played a little bit of, uh, I believe he's at, I think he's had 130 games uh, in the there. NHL over his career. Um, he. You know, he's. A, I mean, I guess he's a decent backup option. I, I, I hated it at first, but then I've, you know, I've been thinking about it as the day's gone on, and, um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk more about this when we talk about our goalie situation. But, you know, he's had 106 starts in his career. He's 50, 50, and 13, uh, mostly with the the Sharks. Uh, he played with the Sabers for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe he did a stint with the Blue Jackets, maybe, but. Uh, he's got a career goals against average, uh, 2.92, and a career save percentage of 0.905. So not horrible, I guess. Uh, he has been on he, he's been on some bad teams. So yeah, um, you know I don't know. I, we'll we'll see what this guy has. But um, anyway, he's coming to, on his way to Raleigh if he's not here already for a professional tryout. Uh, last piece of. Well, two more pieces of news before we get going on our discussion here, A.B. Uh, Last night, prior to the game, Don Waddell uh, was interviewed by Adam Gold. uh, Friend of the podcast as well. Friend of the podcast, Adam Gold. uh, He was interviewed on – he interviewed Don Waddell on Stormwatch, and Don Waddell dropped a little nugget about Freddie Anderson. So – um, according to general manager Don Waddell, Freddie Anderson has been cleared as a full full participant in practice. Um, he's cleared to work out. He's cleared to skate. Um, I don't know what that looks like for him, but I'm sure that they have some kind of you know ramp up conditioning plan for him or whatever, and that mm-hmm. uh, we could possibly see him playing in about a month's timeline. Um, so we'll see, you know, what does that, 
you know, what does that mean? I don't know. But I, I think I think that what I've heard is that he's been working a lot with the strength and conditioning coaches. And another thing is Andre Svechnikov is a game time decision tomorrow against yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights or by the time of release tonight. So that's also a good sign. It wasn't a major injury, but Freddie Anderson is definitely working hard with his recovery. And, you know, I hope that he gets back to his full form. I know it'll take a little bit, but that's definitely a positive because Freddie is a phenomenal goaltender when he's yeah. on his game. Yeah, agree. So that's the news surrounding the team from the last, you know, few days or so um ab i want to talk about these goalies and i want to and i you know i want to see what you think the plan is moving forward um i've got an idea of what i think as well um before we do that uh we're going to get to our sponsor real quick uh then we'll come back we'll talk about these goalies in this situation then i want to go off on a little discussion so to speak and i would like to give my take on the state of the team and and for all the listeners out there ab has no idea about like what i'm about to say here so he may not agree with me but uh, i put out a tweet earlier from the pod account where i just kind of told the fan base to kind of chill um i'm gonna get into that and discuss more about that in just a few minutes. First, let's hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Caniac Sessions. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And we're back. We're back. All right, AB. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this goalie situation. Okay. What do you think the plan is for these goalies? What do you think Don's plan is? You know, with Arendell and Peretz and and Kachetkov and Freddie and all this stuff. What do you think this looks like? Well, I think we have the cap to sign Dell to a minimum contract and we'll probably ride him for two weeks or 
however long Freddie's out for because Kachekov is getting better and better every game. And once Freddie is back, Kachekov is still going to be the starter. And if Freddie, when Freddie gets those reps in and feels a lot more comfortable, then we'll address that situation. We'll become to it. But I think Dell is a, a bridge deal. Do I agree with it? No. But, you know, that that's just what I see happening. So do you think they still need to, to make a trade? I would. With the, with the Anderson news and the uh, improved play of Kachekov, do you think they still need to trade? I, I just don't think that you can really bet on Ronta to be back in a month because, I mean, anything can happen. So I still think that we should have gotten or traded for a goaltender, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think they're really 100% convinced that Anderson's going to come back in a month. So, I mean, I, I understand, but if I was in Don's position, I I would have already went out and grabbed a goaltender. Yeah, so I agree for the most part. And, I, I mean, I have to this point. I mean, we talked about it for the last two sessions. We've talked about goalie trades. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, you know, I kind of – I kind of gave this a ton of thought today. And and one thing kind of stood out, you know, and maybe this happened because there was no need, or maybe this did not happen because there was no need, but we never put Freddie on long-term IR. No. You know, he never went to LTIR. And I don't know if that's indicative of, you know, something they knew that we didn't, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know, but, you know, Freddie, it, it's almost like they had a timeline, kind of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or or maybe the severity of his, you know, I don't, I'm no medical expert, but maybe the severity wasn't as bad as, like, we thought. Because, I mean, <laughs> when they announced yeah. this, I was like, oh, my God, Freddie's going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> not really, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, maybe it's not, maybe he wasn't as bad as as, as we all thought, but. Um, you know, maybe he didn't have clots. Maybe it was just like, hey, you had some irregular blood work that is consistent with being a high risk for blood clotting. Um, again, this is all just speculation. This is there's nothing that ever said this, but you know, that's just what I thought. And and so, if that's the case, you know, that explains why Don Waddell has has or, or this team has just been kind of trying to buy time to get to a certain point. You know, I think that's why it took so long for Ronta to go on waivers or, um, you know, all these things that are taking place now. Like, I think they've been trying to buy time. But what I think is going on and what I think will happen, well, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen, and then I'm okay. going to tell you what I think should happen. Okay. What I think is going to happen is I believe the reason they brought in Aaron Dell on a PTO because that gives them about a week without paying somebody or yep. shipping somebody out in a trade 
bringing yep. somebody in. Of course, the trades are frozen now anyway in what, two days? The the, the trade freeze, the Chris, the holiday trade freeze hits in like two yep. days or something. Yep. So, you know, if you, you bring in Dell on a PTO, you, there's no risk there. You don't have to sign the guy. You're not paying him. If he comes mm-hmm. in and he impresses you, then you got an option. If not, then then he goes back home. Um, but that buys them a little bit of time to see a couple things. One, how Auntie Ranta progresses in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Does he crash and burn? Does he handle this well? You know, that's yet to be seen. But maybe he goes and he plays two, three, four games and he regains his confidence. And, you know, maybe this whole situation of going through waivers. I mean, we saw what this did to Jordan Martin last year. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the mind is a powerful thing. So um, maybe this maybe this kicks him into gear. Maybe he figures it out. I don't know. But what I do know is that bringing in Aaron Dale gives them some time to see. Um, mm-hmm. Until then, Piotr Kachekov can play every game for the next couple of weeks. I don't think we have a back-to-back for a while. Um, I don't think so either. I think they're spaced out in between three days, and then we have the holiday break. Right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah, there's there's time, right? So I think, what is today? Today's December 18th. So um, we have, so we do have a back-to-back next week, the 27th and 28th, um, away at Nashville and then home against Montreal. There's a back-to-back then, but that's coming off of three days of rest over the holiday, right, over Christmas. Um, and then there's not another back-to-back until – uh, the 5th and 6th of January, and then four days off after that. So, right. I mean, technically, Kachetkov could carry the team. If he's healthy, he could, you know, he may be able to start all those. Um, and then, you know, and then either Peretz is here as a backup, or maybe Dell sits in as a backup if they sign him, if Ronta doesn't work out, or maybe Ronta comes back. But what I think is going to happen is I think. Dell is just here if Piotr can't hack it. Okay. Just because you don't want to throw Yanni Peretz on the ice, you know, four months into his professional career in an NHL game against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we know know. what happened to Jack LaFontaine. Right. I I don't, and I don't want that to happen to Peretz. Like, give mm-hmm. the guy time to develop. Don't throw him out there like that. Um, so, but I think if if Ronta, I think Ronta's going to go to Chicago. He's going to be there for about a week or two. And I think he's coming back. Okay. And I think he will be back up to Piotr. I think they'll give him a game or something to see where he's at. And I think that's their plan until Freddie is healthy in a month or whatever. Okay. Um, and so I think that's what's going to happen. I okay. think, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's their mindset. Okay. I agree what with sh- you. I mean, I agree happen? with everything that you just said. I agree with you. Yeah. What should happen? Yeah. We uh, need to trade for a goaltender. I, I, I still think that's the case. I don't I know. Think you need to plan on, I think you need to plan on Freddie not coming back. And you yep. need to plan on Ronta staying in the AHL. That's probably not 
Like that might not be the landscape, but I think that needs to be your mindset right now. A hundred percent. It's urgency right now. And, you know, nobody is safe right now. We're here to win games. We're here to win now because uh, Coach Chekhov is a great goaltender, but he cannot carry this team by himself. Yeah. So that that's that's the big thing for me. I, I would go out and grab maybe Ingram or Gibson or Belmecca, you know, or Blackwood. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, and I would like that too. But but just to play devil devil's advocate here. There's a lot. There, there's not a lot. There's a couple teams looking for goaltenders right now, and because of that, um, you feel like the price for some of these, you know popular goaltenders on the trade market right now i feel like the tr- the price is going to get driven up and we've seen we've we've never seen this team pay a premium for a, a trade piece or anything that's true that's true so i i just don't i don't know i don't see and i hope he proves me wrong but i don't see don waddell going out and trading for john gibson yeah oh man and giving up you know <laughs> anything like other than the fifth round pick and like um I don't know some prospect in Sweden or something I don't know but, yeah that's true um, that's true we'll, we'll see I, I I just until he until he proves me wrong that's just my that's the way I, I see it um but I think that's what's gonna happen I think their plan is to get back to Freddie Ranta and Kochetkov just like they started I think that's what they want they're, that's their plan um and you know if if Ronta can figure it out and Freddie's healthy, and you know we, we, they can, you know we we've seen him perform well on this team. So who knows? We'll yeah. see. It's the way the right. game. Any last thoughts on that? Nope. All right. So I'm going to give my little talk here. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Kaniacs, y'all need to calm down. All right. All I see all over social media is just negativity. And this team is awful. And including me. We aren't, <laughs> we aren't <laughs> making the playoffs and they don't care. And Stall shouldn't be the captain and Rod's not blah, 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 blah. Like, stop. Y'all stop. Okay. Yes. This team had such high expectations. I mean, AB and I even said it. If you go back and listen to previous sessions, early sessions, I mean, we're throwing around 118 points and, and president's trophy and just, just, I mean, anyway, that's not coming to fruition, but. Yep. This team is not like we should not tank on this team. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Despite all the adversity that we've encountered so far this year, this team, we are still in the mix and we haven't figured it out yet. Quote unquote, we're still in the mix, right? I think we had a rough start to the season on the West coast. I think there was new players learning the system. Orlov, right? We plot, We tried to play D'Angelo with Orlov, which did not work. It just didn't. 
you know, you can't, you can't play. It proved to be that you could not play D'Angelo with Orlov while Orlov was learning this system. Right. And that led to mistakes, goals, which may have had, you know, the way the defense was playing early could have had something to do with the goaltender's confidence just gone. I mean, that could have had something to do with it. But, right. you know, there was a rough start to the season, right? We had the injury bug that hit super early with Pesci and Ajo missed some games. And um, who else? I mean, just – I think Ronto – well, Freddie got hit in the mask in the head with a puck yeah, early. That, yeah, that was something. Just, you said Pesci, Ajo, Svetch. Svetch, uh, yeah. Svetch gosh, didn't come back until um, 10 or 11. Um, anyway, and so, yeah, we were dealing with injuries early. Um, you know, now, and then Svetch goes out again and now he's missed three or four games. Um, so you have all that coupled with the fact that the goalies were just playing poorly. Um, you know, Freddie, Freddie was probably our best goaltender, uh, at the beginning of the season. And then he goes out yeah. with his blood clots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then all, you know, we struggle through Canada. We, we, we've struggled at various points. And then Auntie Ranta winds up on waivers. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've had their two longest road trips have already happened. The, the, the beginning of the season, they went to the West Coast. And then they went on a six-game road trip through Canada to the Pacific time zone. And then back on a back-to-back result, you know, finishing at home. Right. Um, you know, so the two longest road trips of the season. Oh, by the way, you're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with your goaltender being out. You're dealing with your other goaltender who's playing awful. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. But after all of that, you still look at the standings. And this team is still only two points out of second place in the Metro. Mm-hmm. And so, so I did a little digging. Okay. Last week, and I and I looked looked up some metrics and some analytics, and and you know whether you agree with analytics or or not. Some people say flush them; they don't matter. You know, I can judge this team with my eyeballs. I don't need to do math and blah 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 blah. Well, whatever your opinion is, there are these analytics and these metrics that teams use to rate their teams. And if you look at our metrics. Through now, we're not far off. Of, this team is not far off where we were last year. You know, expected goals against per 60, we're still at the top of the league. You know, we're still in the top six, seven, eight in expected oh. goals per 60. We are still the best team in the NHL on shots on goal allowed per wow. game. We are still in the top 10 at high danger shots against. So if you look at the defense, yes, it looks bad because they're bleeding goals and the turnovers and the mistakes end up being goals, but we wouldn't be talking about them if we wouldn't be talking about them if they were saves. Yeah. And this team made mistakes last year too. And the year before. Mm -hmm. It's just they didn't all end up in the back of the net. 
So if you look at the analytics, this team is not far off. <clears throat> if goaltending had just been average, in some of these games where goaltending has let us down, if we could have some of those back, we're looking at four or five additional wins in the win column. I think of the Winnipeg game. I think of the Islanders game that we should have never gone to overtime, but we did. I think of Vancouver on the wraparound goal that Pedersen scored, the Nashville game where Ronta gave up four or five goals. I think of Calgary where we blew a third-period lead, Anaheim where we gave them six goals just for free, um, Seattle where we gave up an awful Seattle team who had only scored one goal, seven goals in a game. You know, Colorado, just example after example. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. we get four of those games back, we're not even having a discussion. Nobody's talking about the Canes because they're right where everybody thought they'd be. Once this goaltending averages out, if Kachekov keeps playing like he's playing, we get Freddie back in a month, they're going to start piling up the points. I think it's already happening. Even though we lost the last two games in overtime, I think it's already happening. We've earned six out of eight points in the last four games on this losing streak, or I mean since the losing streak. Mm -hmm. And we would have seven points if Ronta, would, Ronta wouldn't have blew it against Nashville. Yeah. And that, that's with a back-to-back -back off a long road trip. So before you write this team off, think logically, look at the numbers, look at the team, and reassess because I don't think they are what their record says they are. I think they're better. I think they'll pile up some points. So everybody breathe and just watch. I'm done. Wow. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. Of course. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about statistics. I don't care about anything. All I care about is wins. I care about goals. If we get scored on five times and we win seven to five, I, I, I don't care. What's going on right now is not expected as what you and I have both talked about and so many Canes fans have expected, but there are so many guys that you and I both have nitpicked uh, Jack Drury, for example, you know, he wasn't playing well at the start of the year. He's turned it around. He's playing very well these past couple of games. There are pieces to this team that need to go away. And oh. I, I, I'll name drop one, Brett Pesci. He, he needs to go. He's in a quote-unquote rut. He has been all year. He's not consistent anymore. He's a shell of himself. He should not be on this roster. I, I, I will say that, you know, you can disagree with me, but I, I don't think that he has done anything to prove that he belongs in the starting lineup. Uh, all I care about right now is wins. I don't care about I don't care about power play percentage, anything like that. You know, obviously it's frustrating, especially last game against Washington. We went 0 for 5 on the power play. That was frustrating. We had a double minor that we could have easily converted, and uh, we thought we had one, but obviously it was a goaltender interference call. But the, this team needs to win now. 
there are so many pieces that need step up and there are pieces a, a part of this team that need to go a different direction because I, I, I'm sick and tired of the mediocre the mediocre play. I'm sick and tired of coming back here in a session where we, you know, blank and moan. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so frustrating because we have the talent. This team, when they're on, is that they're a contender, but it's just like, you know, when you go to bed and you flip the other side of the pillow, it's cool, calm, and collected. But then when you flip it over again, it's just hot. And you're just, I, I don't know. I, I, something needs to change because this doo-doo is not working. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Well, I mean... Okay, I mean, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I just think there's right. a, I think there's a lack of confidence um, throughout the team, not only in the goaltenders that you know, such as Ranta. Well, I mean, I think Kachekov's as confident as ever right now. But oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But I think maybe the team. I think there's a lack of confidence amongst the team. Um, you know, well, listen again, to this. Hold on, listen to this. Don't mean to interrupt you. So, Vili uh, Huso left the game for the Detroit Red Wings to an apparent injury. James Reimer is in net for the Wings. If Huso's done, we enter the emergency backup goalie territory. Oh, because we got a backup play? Well, Reimer's starting. Uh, Reimer's the backup, but if Huso can't go again, it looked like he was really hurt on one of the saves because he was uh, starting. Oh. But we may have an emergency uh, backup goaltender. Maybe another Dave Air story, a primer. Where's La- Alex uh-huh. Lyon? Uh, so it's Huso and Reimer are the are the goalies for uh-huh. uh, the Red Wings right now. Oh, so you're know. talking about tonight? You're not talking yep, about tonight? Yep, tonight. Okay. Interesting. All right. Enough about the Red Wings. We beat them. I don't care. Yeah. Um. Ab, let's move on from that. Okay. And we'll just hit a couple more things, and then we'll get ready to get up out of here okay. uh, for tonight, and then get ready for the Golden Knights tomorrow night. I can't wait. Yep. So. One more thing I want to talk about is Svetch is coming back. Yeah. Thank um, goodness. Could be tomorrow against the Knights mm-hmm. or could be, you know, maybe the game after, but with that, we should be going back to 12 forward, six defenders. Mm. When we go back to six, we have to go back to scratching a defenseman. Yep. So who is that defenseman in your opinion? Brent Pesci. Okay. Elaborate. Well, you kind of already did. You kind of Yeah, but about I'll it, say you? that Brady Shane and Brent Pesci have been the worst defensive pairing three out of the past four games. 
and Brett Pesci's on himself. So I think Brady Shea's been good though. Uh, but I'm but I'm saying that that pair, especially uh, the Brett pair Pesci, together. has been weighing that pair down. So, do you think I mean, his contract's in his head? Hundred percent. I he's not worth the money that he was talking about earlier. I'll tell you that. So, could this be a blessing in disguise for the Canes? <laughs> I would put D'Angelo and Shea together because they have played together before in situations, and they didn't look bad. And Orloff and Chatfield have pretty good chemistry and. In some of the games that we play, they've been our best defensive pairing. Well, I saw a uh, saw a stat or a list. I don't know if Jay Fresh put it out or if it was like NHL Network. I don't remember who it was. Jay Fresh is this guy on Twitter who does a lot of this like analytical stuff, and it's like really good, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Orlov and Chatfield pairing is like third in the entire league over the course of like the last 10 games at um, I don't remember if it was like goals expected or shots on goal. I don't remember what it was, but they were like very high up on that list. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, Jayla Chatfield is. Oh yeah. I mean, elite in he some needs, areas. He needs to be getting paid what Brett Pesci was oh, talking man. about earlier. Not eight million, but you know, he's long term. Yeah. He's made Orloff look like before he was just struggling to now that he's the Dimitri Orloff that we've wanted to see. And yeah, that does a long way with a really good defenseman. And I think it's uh, I think Jalen Chatfield's driving that pair. hundred percent. I mean, he is he is a top four defenseman all day in my book. Okay. Um, and I don't think he's even an option to scratch. I think he has to play. And I think. No, yeah, I agree. I just don't. I don't think you rotate D'Angelo and Chatfield. I think you know. I, if I it agree ain't with broke, you. Don't fix it. Yeah, I agree with you. If you scratch a defenseman to play Tony D'Angelo, it's got to be Pesci. Um. I mean, I guess you could argue Burns, but you're not going to scratch Brent Burns. No, I mean, we. Uh, I saw a stat the other day, uh, well, yesterday, especially with the, oh, in the five-power play. When D'Angelo wasn't in the lineup, we were like 20-something in the league for the power play. But the next three games that he played, we were like top 10. So, yeah. I mean, he gets the power play going. He's so much more elusive on the power play he skates you know he plays a lot better on the power play than other players on the team um especially quarterbacking i think he's the best quarterback for the hurricanes on the power play burns yeah is up there too but uh brett pesci's not working i think and, it's time to trade brett yeah and We've talked Brady about Shea, it. like I said, Brady Shea, Tony D'Angelo, they've worked before. They've had chemistry yeah. before. They played yeah. uh, they played on the same team when he was in Carolina, and they also played together when they were on the Rangers. Right. So uh, Brett Pesci, he I think it's time for him to go. But you know, that's the one person I would scratch. You know, if I were to shake the lines up a little bit more, I would say put D'Angelo with Slavin. But Slavin and Burns have just been that top pair for so long. I, I just don't think that you mess with that. No, I don't either. But uh, yeah, you don't mess with the top pair. I, I don't. You don't. Chatfield has to play. 
Uh, yeah, D'Angelo and Orloff. Love D'Angelo, but that is a, a liability. No, doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Shay, but, uh, Shay and D'Angelo. That that that's that's what I think. I think I agree. I think I think we need to either. I've said it before. We either we either sign Brett to a contract that makes sense Hell for no. both sides. Or, well, sorry, listen. Heck no. Well, listen. You sign sign to a contract that's good for both sides, to where he doesn't have this on. You know, where he can get the weight off his shoulders and play hockey and quit worrying about everything else. Brett Pesci's not bad. He's just in a slump. <sighs> he's not. He's not washed. No, he's not washed. I mean, he's young, but the slump has been the whole entire season. Well, but I, like I said, I think it's I think it's a contract situation, and I think there's some, you know, hard feelings with the way the summer played out and how the the team said if Pesci doesn't sign, we're going to trade him, and then it didn't happen, and blah blah blah. So I think I just think there's some hard feelings, but I think if they could reach an agreement. That works for again both sides, you know, make men's and play. I think it'd be fine. But if that's not the case, if the team has no intent of bringing him back and the Pesci camp has no intent of coming down off of their asking price and term, then I think you've got to let him go, use him, bring in a right handed center or bring in a goaltender, make your team better. Yep. Because if not, you're going to play out this season and, and you know, maybe... What if? What if scenario? Hey, hey, ho, ho, Brett Pesci has got to go. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Oh, man. I don't know. Of this episode. <laughs> no, no way. I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Let's just thought. All right, AB. I'm done. Um, anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? No, I will say that thank you so much for listening to session 21 of Caniac Sessions. If you haven't already, please download this session, download all of our previous sessions. Drop us a rating. Yeah. Five out of five stars. You know, if you don't like it, you know, just give us feedback. You know, we want to hear from you. If you want to keep up with us on X, Instagram, and Facebook, you can follow us at Caniac Sessions. That is one word, no spaces. And if you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on X at AB Caniac Session. That's all one word. And if you want to keep up with Griff for some odd reason, <laughs> you can follow him at M underscore Griff. And Thank you so much for listening to session 21 and we will see you in session 22. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griffin AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Caniac Sessions. Let's go Kane. Let's go Kane.